You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Hey, this is Misty Phillip. You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast. We are winding down 2022 and I am flying solo today. Typically, this podcast is a conversation between my handsome husband, Peter, and I about cultivating what matters in life when we follow the Lord and live our life with intention in our marriage, with our family, and in our business and as leaders. It's our heart that through these podcast messages we record for you that you will find a glimmer of hope in our stories and find a unique perspective. We want you to know that there is freedom in living a countercultural lifestyle that honors Christ and permeates everything you do. We are not experts or gurus, although my husband is quite brilliant. We are just like you. Friend, we are flawed and in need of grace and mercy every day. We fail and we mess up and we need to seek repentance and forgiveness. We are fellow sojourners doing our best each day to shine the light of Christ in a lost and broken world. And we've been really busy the last few weeks as we're winding down this year and preparing our home for the coming Christmas season, as I'm sure many of you have been doing the same. Peter has been really, really busy with work, so I've tried to pull back from some of my duties and responsibilities so that I can be more present in our home as his wife and as a mom to our boys. I took a sabbatical for the month of December because I wanted to take time to slow down, quiet myself, and focus on the true meaning of the season of Christmas and to prepare my heart for the return of Jesus Christ, my King. Y'all, he is coming soon and we need to be ready. Our pastor recently taught from Isaiah 53. In this Old Testament chapter, we clearly see the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to read Isaiah 53. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 to you from the ESV. Then we'll look at what the Matthew commentary has to say, and I'll share some thoughts with you. So here we go. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men 
Men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Now, in response to these verses, Matthew Henry shares this. Nowhere in all the Old Testament is it so plainly and fully prophesied that Christ ought to suffer and then enter into his glory, as in this chapter. But to this day, few discern or will acknowledge that divine power which goes with the word, the authentic and most important report of salvation for sinners through the Son of God, is disregarded. The low condition he submitted to and his appearance in the world were not agreeable to the ideas the Jews had formed of the Messiah. It was expected that he should come in pomp, Instead of that, he grew up as a plant, silently and insensibly. He had nothing of the glory which one might have thought to meet with him. His whole life was not only humble as to outward condition, but also sorrowful. Being made sin for us, he underwent the sentence sin had exposed us to. Carnal hearts seeing nothing in the Lord Jesus to desire an interest in him. Alas, by how many is he still despised in his people and rejected as to his doctrine and authority. Y'all, there is divine power in the word of God and through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but so many people today are missing it. As I read through Isaiah 53, the entire chapter, which I'm not going to do with you here, but I would encourage you sometime during this Christmas season to sit down with that passage. My first response was one of sadness and bewilderment that the Jewish Pharisees that would no doubt have had this chapter memorized, yet They completely missed the Messiah. He was living among them, and they rejected him. But more than that, this description has really struck a chord within me that I have had a hard time shaking. Verse 2 says, There is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3 says, He is despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As I read this passage, a question welled up in my spirit in regards to the American church. And as I sat in church, I quietly prayed, Lord, How do I reconcile the depiction of you in Isaiah 53 and the celebrity culture in our world that is seeped into our church? You were crushed for us, so why would we be lifted up for your name's sake? In our celebrity-obsessed American idol culture, Worship and adoration is often directed towards influential and powerful people. As leaders and as people of influence, 
We must guard ourselves against this celebrity culture. We can't put any pastor, teacher, singer, or celebrity on a pedestal. We need to guard our hearts against pride and from becoming puffed up because we are all human beings living in a fallen world and we all face similar temptations. I think this is why scripture tells us to guard our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 in the ESV states, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Putting people on pedestals is a problem of misplaced worship, and it's also one of posture and position. So the question that I want to ask you today, friend, is who and what are you truly worshiping? Jesus is the only one who deserves our praise and our adoration. He alone is worthy of our worship. Nothing and no one can take his place. As I pondered all of this, I had another prayer in the form of a question. Lord, what do you think of the American church? We gather and we sing with the lights dim low, with smoke machines and laser lighting and all the production of our worship. Does it please you, Lord? I wonder if we are missing the mark. Lord, Please teach us your ways. In Psalm 19:14 in the ESV it says, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer." Lord, this is our prayer that the things that we say and do in our homes at work and in our churches would be pleasing to you. Convict us of our sins, guide us and lead us so that our thoughts, our words, and our actions would honor you and would point people to you. Help us to love greatly and to put aside our differences and to just focus on you. As we decorate and celebrate this Christmas season, we are humbled by your love for us, that you would take on our sin and shame, that we could be redeemed and restored. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, because you alone are worthy to be praised. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Friends, I want to close this episode by reading Revelation 5, 8 to 14 to you. It says, worthy is the lamb. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain 
and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Friends, Jesus is the only one who is worthy. He took on our sin and our shame. He was despised and rejected a man of sorrows. And one day we will all be singing, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb. So friend, I just pray that you would hear this call of Jesus. He's calling you. He's calling me. He's wooing us to himself. He is calling his bride and one day soon he will return and we will all worship him. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But there are so many that do not know Jesus. So I just pray that as we go about concluding this year, that we would have more peace in our hearts, more love, more kindness, more gentleness, and that we would just love others in in a world that is growing colder and darker, that we would continue to keep our focus on Jesus because he is our hope. And one day he will make all things new. I hope you have a wonderful Advent and holiday season. Peter and I will be back next week for another episode of Spark Influence.